health naturally. For our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. And we do have a special Stiff, Sore and Sorry pack for one of the callers. So everyone who rings in is going into contention for the Stiff, Sore and Sorry pack. But we're going to start off, no, and going to start off by going to Robert, who's rung in on 49216216 from New Lambton. And, uh, Robert, you've got a question about hair loss, have you? Yes, I've got a sitting crown, and uh, I'm just wondering if there's some supplement you can take for it. Robert, uh, male baldness is a fairly common thing that happens to most of us. The older we get, the more we seem to lose of our hair. Um, it's depending upon um, what's happening with you. It's, it's it's a little bit glib to say, "I oh, do this or do that," but yeah. I I have an approach that's useful to some degree. It seems to help <clears throat> uh, women more than men, particularly ladies that have had hormonal uh, changes taking place. Um, okay, yeah. They they seem to do better on on a program that I've speak uh, spoken about on this show frequently, and that is using a selection of minerals known as Blackmore's celloids and I stock uh-huh. the, I stock those at my rooms at New Lambton. Now not every not everyone does well on them but many people yeah. many people do well on them. But let me emphasize most of my experience, successful experience has been associated with dealing with moderate levels of hair thinning or hair loss, mainly yeah. in, in, in women. But look, it's worthwhile uh-huh. it's worthwhile giving it a go. Uh, the minerals are inexpensive and uh, readily available and, of course, perfectly safe. But again, I come back to the point that you're probably undergoing a perfectly natural uh, change and, it, yeah. and it, would be unli- yeah. it would be unlikely that you would be able to reverse it. <laughs> I just thought I'd give it a whiz anyway. Well, look, it's, it's, it looks, sometimes you have to fight against these things, so don't get me wrong. And, um, no. if, if, for instance... Um, if you uh, were a reader of Ayurvedic medicine, which is the traditional system of medicine that's used, mm-hmm. used in India, they have great regard, and let me emphasize this, great regard for a, for a herb known as Bringaraj. I've mentioned that on the program before. Now, the, that's a Sanskrit word, and it means ruler of the hair. And that, uh, uh-huh. that herb botanically is known as Eclipta alba, and that is probably the most popular a supplement used both topically, I emphasise topically as a lotion, as a shampoo, as well as orally, orally in South Asia. So for what it's worth, um, if you're interested in doing anything about it, um, I'd be working along those lines. Try the minerals, keep your fingers crossed, and if you're interested, uh, use the herb Eclipta alba, commonly known as Bringaraj. Well, thanks thanks very much for your call, Robert. Hope that all helps. Um, we're taking your calls on 49216216 um, for Dennis Stewart for Health Naturally today. And as I say, we've got a special stiff, sore and sorry pack packed full of great products for one of our callers today. But we're talking um, generally about... Um, Colds and flus. We are, Jane, and I think it's it's worthwhile just mentioning uh, the fact that presently, presently, there's a very nasty viral infection moving around. Uh, it, it's not just moving around in the hunter. I can assure you, is is moving around in cans. <laughs> and I suspect <laughs> that is where I contracted it. But the interesting thing is the the three pronged approach 
that I've reckoned or recommended to Novocastrians for many, many years has worked remarkably well in a Novocastrian returning from the tropics. So I thought it today worthwhile saying that with this nasty virus that's very active, three things that can be useful, may, maybe not stopping the contraction of the virus, but in my opinion, lessening the likelihood of contracting it and without doubt improving the outcome by hastening the resolution of it. And particularly for elderly people, uh, this is an important little adjunctive treatment to that that your good doctor may have given you with various vaccination therapies. I go over these little hints, and they're inexpensive things, and they're very safe things. The first thing that one needs to keep in mind is that in most traditional systems of medicine, wintertime, and we're virtually there now, is always considered to bring with it a major pathogen, and that major pathogen is the cold. Now, if you acknowledge the fact that in traditional systems of medicine, seasonal factors are considered to promote disease tendencies, you'll understand why in traditional medicine, addressing cold conditions at cold times necessarily starts off by introducing into the diet supplements which are warming. I have a great regard for what in our system we, called, we call warming herbs or circulatory stimulants, and they're herbs like ginger and cayenne and garlic, hot herbs, and the effect that they have in the system is to promote improved blood flow, a sense of warmth within the body, and there is an immunological consequence associated with the prescribing of these supplements, if ta which if taken regularly over this period of time, I'm saying will have a definite effect on lessening the virulence of this virus. What these things do is in fact lessen uh, mucus tendencies and improve the resolution, particularly of mucousy conditions on the chest. For instance, ginger and cayenne are referred to technically as mucotropic substances or mucolytic substances. That is, they benefit the mucous membrane in coping with infection, and secondarily, they assist the mucosa, the mucous membrane, in getting rid of mucus more effectively. And as a result, getting rid of congestion and assisting the healing process. I can't emphasise enough the importance of bringing warmth into the diet with using herbs like chilli, ginger, curry, using them regularly. A regular use of them, in my opinion, works remarkably well in coping with the sorts of syndromes we're likely to expect from here on. Now's the time to use them. You don't have to use them as capsules or tablets. You can make simple teas, a ginger tea, a, a, a curry tea, simple, inexpensive procedures. But we Anglos have got to get used to the fact that our diet is too stodgy, and that's the worst thing in the world for wintertime conditions. Start to spice it up, and you'll see the effect in resisting infection, particularly of the respiratory system, and hastening recovery. That's principle number one. We'll talk about the two others in a bit. And, Dennis, we have a question from Brian now, who's rung in from Swansea on your very topic. Is it a comment? Is it a question? We'll find out, Brian. Um, what would you like to say about the current strain of flu? Yeah, hi, um, Dennis. Yeah, just a comment. Um, I don't know if you can tell by my... I can. I can, Brian. Yeah. I can. 
Yeah, so I um I started to get the the symptoms last week, just yes. um, like a dryness in the back of my yes. throat. Yes. Put down a sort of mucus running down. Yes. Anyway, I um <clears throat> I, I had uh, a couple of nights with really really bad headaches from yes. it. It just it kept riding the sinus, and I ended up uh, four o'clock one morning. I got up and I put some Vicks vapor up up both my nostrils, uh-huh. and it pretty well eased it um, fairly quickly, and since doing it, I've managed to get a, a whole build-up of um, phlegm, which I've managed to sort of uh, expel, but it just seemed like the uh, the eucalyptus did it a lot of good. Yeah, look, they're, they're fairly um, well-defined and, and fairly well utilised folk remedies you you always need to be a little bit careful with any substances that have aromatics in them um, th- they can be a little bit challenging sometimes to mucous membranes that are inflamed or sore as a result of a very acute uh, viral infection but um, what you've done is, is, is a well known technique I can remem- remember as a kid growing up in this town and I can assure you that was many years ago and the old Vicks Vapor rub was a standard uh, treatment that my mother dished out to us that solved almost everything <laughs> from from head downwards. So, look, that's a good little technique. But what I would suggest is, as well as doing things like that, see these viral infections sometimes as being quite problematical and swing into action and do a couple of little things that support your own body's immunological response to it. And that was the point that I was making earlier about with these viral infections, start to work against them. And one of the techniques is, as I've said, begin to drink copious amounts of herbal teas that are based on spices such as ginger. Ginger in particular, uh, begin to eat meals and soups, even tomato soup that's laced with, with, say, chilli. Begin to use those things to increase the circulation, which improves the whole infection-fighting process. But the second thing that I was going to mention in talking uh, to Jane about our introduction, uh, which is very applicable to your situation, and also, I suspect, to listeners generally, is please do not overlook the main reputation that the North American medicinal herb, Echinacea, has for lessening, let me emphasise that, for lessening the severity of a viral infection and to use the label claims that are frequently made for echinacea, it hastens recovery. Now, remember that with echinacea. I know people say, oh, look, I took echinacea and I, I still got a cold. Well, maybe they, they did get a cold, but arguably they probably recovered from that cold a lot easier than what they would have done. So my point is, the second point, the, the main herb, certainly in my opinion and experience, to have it on, on hand to cope with these viral possibilities is the herb echinacea, and there are plenty of echinacea products in the marketplace, uh, certainly a lot more than when I started. Um, but echinacea used at the beginning of what you experienced would hasten the recovery and lessen certainly the likelihood of more serious complications. So there are two principles so far that I think listeners should take on board, warm up the diet with spicy warming herbs and begin to use the remarkable remedy that I've been obsessed with all my professional career, and that is the Herve Echinacea. Yeah, 
This is an opinion on this, and it's only an opinion. I share your reservations about um, these logs, as you have been referring to them. But to be fair, to be fair, it's in my opinion it would be unlikely. It would be unlikely that the fruit, the capsicum fruit, would have any significant quantity of the toxin in it by the time uh, moisture is absorbed from a soil mass. By the time it's taken up into the stem and the growing processes of the herb, and by the time the fruit is developed, I would be surprised if there was very much toxin in the plant whatsoever. So uh, if, I, if, if I were growing the chilli plant, and let me just say, I applaud you for doing that, because outside of our house, um, where I live in the Hunter Valley, there's a chilli plant that's been fruiting endlessly, and I'm a big chilli eater, but I can't keep up with it. It's been fruiting endlessly now for at least a month. And the chilies are magnificent. They're hot, but I love them hot. And I just go out and wa- uh, pick one or two of them. I can eat them raw on most occasions, but I love to have them with, with other food as well. Um, so I applaud you for doing that. Um, if you're worried about it, uh, get a more professional advice. But I think you might be. Just worrying a little bit too much. Uh, yes, well, I, I appreciate your uh, your comments on that, David. Thanks, uh, Dennis. Thanks very much. Thank you, Brian. Now, we've been thinking about warming herbs, Dennis, but um, Ian has rung in from Lambton, and you've got hot feet. Yeah, I have my, my feet warm up. Ian, is that all the time or only when you're in bed? Um, oh. A little bit in the afternoons and, something, and mainly when I'm in bed, yeah, I've got to stick my feet outside of the blank, the bed sheets. Okay. Now, are you diabetic? No. Are you on any medications? Um, no, I'm not. But I've been to see my local and um, he told me that my, I need my thiamine level was down. Take okay. some thiamine. Okay. Well, he may well be right on that. Look, uh, hot feet can be related to to, to many conditions. Um uh, a nutritional deficiency may be associated with it. I'll make a okay. cu- I'll make a couple, and your GP may well be correct in suggesting you take some thiamine. I, I think that's a good suggestion to start with. But how yep. long how long you've been doing it for? I've been taking that for a while, and it just doesn't seem to work. Okay, so uh, it was a good shot, but it doesn't look as though it's hit the mark. Try a couple. No. Of, try a couple of other things. Now there's a herb called sage. Yep. Okay. Sage is botanically known as Salvia officinalis, 
Some people call it red sage. Now, it's, it's mainly used uh, by women in dealing with the heat associated with the menopause or, yep. the, or, or post-menopausal conditions. It's so useful in dealing with this condition that it's a popular folk uh, remedy, particularly used in France. Now, you might say, well, why is he recommending it to me? I'm not a woman and I haven't been through the menopause. I guess what I'm saying is try some sage. It's easy to get. Um, I would suggest you just go uh, to your supermarket You've got, or your health food store at Lambton would have it. Uh, yeah. go, go and just get some red sage as a tea, right? And, well, as a tea. Uh, yeah, now, you just buy the herb in a pack. And, yeah. and when I talk about making a herbal tea, I'm really talking about making a herbal infusion. Making a yeah. herbal infusion is the oldest, but yet probably one of the most successful and economical ways of using herbs. So I'm not in any way at all implying that this is an inferior way of harnessing the herbs' potential benefits. It's a good way of doing it. So go and get some sage. A little yeah. pack a little pack of it costs you four or five dollars at most. Yeah. Teaspoon. Yeah. Do you sell that from your shop? Well, not really, because we're into, okay. into more medicinal type preparations. But your health yep. food store, or even your supermarket, would yep. have would have okay. sage. Take a tea, yep. take a teaspoonful of the herb, right, and yep. pour, pour onto it boiling water, just like you're making a cup of coffee. Yes. Start to do that a couple of times a day. It's not an unpleasant herb. In fact, it can be quite refreshing. Take a, okay. cu- take a cup, say, in the morning, and certainly take a cup, a warm cup, before you go to bed at night. Okay, we'll do. Do that as a starting base. The worst thing that can happen is it mightn't give you any benefit, but you've only spent a couple of bucks and you probably yeah. enjoyed a good herbal tea. Give it a go. Give it a go. Yeah. Get back and let me know in a few weeks' time how you're doing. If you're not doing well, we'll try another few tricks. No problem. Thank you very much for your information, Dennis. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. Thank you. If you call, Ian, Peter has also rung in on 49216216. You're from Fassifern, Peter, and uh, you've been speaking to Dennis some months ago. You've got a comment on that. Yes, uh, Dennis. Um, my Wonder Man on Fridays. <laughs> oh, thank you, Peter. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I rung, I, I rung on a couple of, <laughs> couple right. of matters. You're welcome. You're welcome, Peter. I, I've just uh, quickly. I've just been to Melbourne. Axing your names all over Melbourne now. So oh, really, is it? Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but one of the one of the matters I, I rang you on was uh, I, I'd had uh, some uh, stomach so-called problems, and they did scans and everything. And they said I had a gallbladder stone, uh, which is okay. We knew all that. You told me all about the statistics on that. And uh, I went off dairy from some advice, I think, from you. Not totally to go off dairy with you, but that's what I did anyway. You suggested the lemon juice in the morning. Yes, yes. Extra extra virgin olive oil, which I put a tablespoon on my thing in the morning. Yes. Peppermint tea. Yes. Now, that was about three months ago. I'm now jumping over the moon. Yes. Well, that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't and surprise me. That's absolutely fantastic. That's an old-fashioned, very reliable, but very well-documented treatment for dealing with what used to be called a grumbling gallbladder. Um, right. There are many, many people, particularly elderly people, for whom a gallbladder procedure is still a little bit demanding and who are not advised to, to have an operational procedure. And particularly for those elderly people, that little treatment for me has worked over the years in helping many, many of them 
settle their gallbladder down and remain comfortable enough to get on with their life. By the way, there is a very good uh, scientific explanation as to how each of those simple substances work on helping the gallbladder become less inflamed and normalise its functioning. So I'm not surprised, but I applaud you for giving it a go, and I'm glad you've rung in because that uh, makes my day, and it gives, well, to, it, gives, it gives the listeners a little bit of confidence also to know that with some of these things for which medicine may not always have the answer, there is always something simpler in nature. Yes, well, I've also got number two one also I ring you about. Yes. That was my glaucoma. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Now, yep. this yep. is a bit more tricky, of course. Yep. Yep. But you, you suggested to me I should try bilberry out. Correct. Uh, and, and I did. Correct. Now, I've been on that for three months yes. or four months yes. now. Yes, I went to my uh, specialist yes. uh, two days ago. Yes. I'm able to... Now, this is strange, but I said to my wife through the process, I think I'm seeing a bit better, and I mm-hmm. think, oh, that's quite stupid, I felt. Mm-hmm. But anyway... I'm two lines lower on the chart, did you look at? Yep. I My pressures have dropped by two points. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I do take the bilberries morning and night. That's wonderful. As suggested. Yep. Now, thank you again. That's yes. wonderful. See, again, um, these herbs that, and supplements that I'm recommending to listeners, these are things that I've worked with for over 40 years, and I've seen not hundreds but thousands of patients with many conditions, and frequently I will see patients with ocular conditions, uh, things like diabetic retinopathy um, and, and even glaucoma conditions. I will not treat them, of course, unless they're being managed uh, by an ophthalmologist. But Bilberry has done me proud for many, many decades, and regardless of any ophthalmological problem, in my opinion, Bilberry should be utilised. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. In fact, I have two delightful people that I see nearly every Thursday morning at my rooms in New Lambton who just walk in, A, to purchase my honey, and B, to purchase their bilberry supplements. And they've been using that, that little approach for about 20 years. And their IOPs, their intraocular pressures, are perfectly stable. Um, their condition is not in any way deteriorated. They reaffirm with yourself the incredible potential that's locked up in a serious taking of a bilberry concentrate. Well done. I'm I'm so impressed with what you've done, and I'm glad Mm. you've rung in, and I'm glad that your ophthalmologist has demonstrated the potential benefit of the bilberry in this wretched condition. Well done. Gary, rang in from Anna Bay, and your mother has some very itchy moles on her back, Gary. Yeah, that's correct. Um, She's... She's had this condition with the moles for a fair while. She suffers from macular de- degeneration and um, a sweat macula, so she needs injections in her eye. But over the last um, last little bit, these moles are all over her body and they're just getting itchier and itchier and she's tried various creams on it and things like that prescribed by the doctor and um, they just don't seem to work. And okay. um, I was just wondering if there's any natural... Um, procedures that we could uh, try on mum's mouth. Okay, Gary, the first thing um, I'm obliged to say, is, of course, is that any mole needs to be constantly and regularly monitored medically, and I presume your mum's under the care of a good GP who's... She uh, is, good. she is. That's great, because, unfortunately, in, in my career, I've uh, met patients 
who have disregarded uh, a mole and who have ended up in a very serious condition. So as a general comment to listeners uh, in response to your question, just as your good mum is being regularly monitored by her doctor for these conditions, so let me say to anyone who's listening to the program, any mole or lesion that looks a little bit suspicious must necessarily, and I emphasise, must necessarily be immediately examined by your GP who can then determine the seriousness of it and recommend or recommend to see a dermatologist or treat it himself. Don't disregard a mole, and I'm glad you're doing the right thing by your mum. Now, the other thing about it is this. How old is mum, uh, Gary? Uh, she's 86. Yeah, OK. Look, I'll, I'll make a little recommendation that's not going to cost her a lot. It won't, yes. it, it won't cure the condition, but I'd be very, very surprised if it didn't go, give some relief. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a little product. Uh, in fact, there are probably many products in the pharmacy that contain pine tar and menthol. Right. Now, menthol, menthol yep. is renowned um, for its anti-pruritic and anti, um, anti-heat characteristics. I've used it myself here and there on, on eczema that I periodically get, and it mm-hmm. in- inevitably gives me relief. If you go to your pharmacy, I know there yep. is one, I, I'm pretty sure there's a brand out there, very good brand, uh, they make good products called Hamilton's um, right. Menthol and Pine Tower or, or thereabouts. I recommend it uh, frequently, but let me just say there are other products and other brands that would contain those two substances. Even your pharmacist, particularly if he's a compounding pharmacist, may be able to put together a lotion based on the right percentages of menthol and pine tar. Um, it's, a, it's a useful way of addressing the itch. But there again, there again, uh, before you uh, apply it, let your GP know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Very, very rarely do topical applications like this uh, give any irritation, but it's always wise to get the nod of your GP. Now, secondarily, and this would have to probably be made up by a compounding pharmacist, there's a preparation called Pusey's Liniment, P-U-S-E-Y-S. Now, older pharmacists out there now would remember it because it is essentially a, a, a lotion that contains a well-known anti-itch chemical in it. A pharmacist would have to make it up. I'm not sure that it would be available over the counter, but it's known as Pusey's Liniment. Okay. Try that approach. Talk to your GP. Get back to me and let me know how your mum's getting on because... I can vouch for my own experience with eczema, which can become incredibly itchy at times, that there's nothing worse than an itch condition. And menthol and pine tar are two of the simplest and, in my opinion, safest ways of dealing with it. Thank you for your call, Gary, and good luck with that. Um, Now, uh, June has rung in from Merriweather, and uh, night sweats are your problem, June. Certainly are. Hello, June. How are you? Oh, lousy. (laughs) I've been damp for about two years. Oh, really? Okay. Almost every every night. night. Okay. And you'd be about 16 or 17 years of age? Oh, yes. (laughs) Times, many times. Okay. Well, join the club. 
Look, I, I was talking to a gentleman before uh, about the potential benefits of the herb sage. That's what made me phone right. you. Well, look, it might sound too simplistic, but I'd be surprised if there are not women out there now that would be racing for the telephone to get on this program and say how they've been helped simply oh. by taking on board the use of sage tea. Now, it's just the herb sage, and you can get it from your supermarket, your health food store, and you make it up as if you're making a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. You put a teaspoonful of the dried herb into a coffee cup. You pour on boiling water, just like you're making a cup of coffee. Yes. Let it stand. Make a strong cup. You can sweeten it with a bit of honey if you want. Try I'm that. a diabetic. Uh, well, that, in my opinion... A teaspoonful of honey is not going to upset your diabetes. That's an opinion. But you don't have to use any sweet if you don't want to. Just take it straight. Yes. You'd start to use that. I'd be Sage flakes, is it? A sage, a sage herb. Herb. Yes, sage it's, herb. It's a cut herb, and it usually comes in a little cellophane pack. Yes. So readily available that your health food store... Uh, your, your supermarket or even your pharmacy would likely have it. Right. Okay, right. so enjoy your sage tea, Joan. Oh, I'll... <laughs> you get back and let us know, won't you? I could, have, uh, I, I could be responsible for giving you some good night's sleep. I do hope so. And uh, from Raymond Terrace, Jan has rung in now. Now, you've got a question about an enlarged fatty liver, Jan. Yes, I have. Hello, Jan. How are you doing there? Good, thank you. I'll just turn the radio down. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. And large fatty liver, mm -hmm. uh, apart from diet and exercise, is there anything else that... Well, I believe there that? is. Mm -hmm. I believe there is. Um, I have uh, read most of my life on natural remedies, as you might think. In fact, mm -hmm. I'm still reading. One of the most important books I ever read, which sub subsequently became a textbook, for most of my postgraduate students, most of whom would have the book, is a book simply entitled Herbal Medicine by the great German medical practitioner and herbalist, Dr. Rudolf Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. The man was a genius, and like so many European medical professionals, he also used plant-based remedies. Now, in that book, he talks about the potential associated with the herbs at Mary's Thistle. Now, if you uh, doubt the, possib the possibility of doing something for fatty liver, I'd be quite happy to send you the information from Weiss's book recommending its usage in this condition. St. Mary's thistle, a herb to be taken progressively, has a benefit on the liver generally, and one of its conditions, that is fatty liver, can benefit according to the good doctor, and I've demonstrated this myself over many years, through the regular daily use of a standardised supplement of St Mary's Thistle, botanically known as Saliba Marianum. You try that. I'd be surprised if you didn't get a benefit. Were your liver enzymes elevated? Uh, yes. Okay, because usually with St Mary's Thistle, if you're on the right track, the liver enzymes tend to drop. 
Yes. Uh, one very, very okay. quick question, okay. if we can do that. Now, yeah. Dennis, um, Pauline's rung in from Maitland. I don't know if polymyalgia is a short question. Um, you're a bit close to your radio, Pauline. I've just turned it off. Well done. Okay. Mm. Is it a quick question? Yes, sir. Well, polymyalgia, what do you take for that? Okay. Look, yeah. it's, it's not as simple as that, but no. I, had, I had a patient in yesterday, probably one of my last patients, who has done well, done well on a combination of the herb wild yam and willow bark. Excellent. So that's where we're going for the moment, and I no doubt so. we'll talk I more so. about polymyalgia. What we do need to do, Dennis, though, is think about our caller of the week for your stiff, sore and sorry who do you think we should... Pauline. Pauline. Pauline from Maitland. Hmm. Polymyalgia. So, Pauline, uh, you'll be able to pick up this pack of Stiff, Sore and Sorry products at Dennis's Rooms in Alma... 39 Alma Road. Alma Road, New Lambton. So if you head along there as of this afternoon, you have won yourself a very nice-looking pack of Stiff, Sore and Sorry. Dennis Stewart, back next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.